ACASTCAST. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show featuring Jason Zuck. Jason has been an intuitive psychic medium since 2004. This show will cover a variety of topics relating to spirituality, mediumship, self-improvement, and intuitive guidance. Whatever interests you, remember that we are all here to share and learn. Sit back and get ready to socialize with the social psychic. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's with great pleasure that I have the opportunity of having a special episode this evening. I have Alec and Oliver, the mindful guys, appearing on our show. What I enjoy the most about having this show is having the opportunity of bringing people on who I feel strive to make a difference in their local community and who attempt to make the world a better place through their individual actions. When I came across Alec and Oliver's podcast, The Mindful Guys, one of the things that struck me as very impressive was that they're striving to have their podcast give back. I'm very impressed with that. And I also like the fact that they're creating their own unique brand for their podcast around the central theme of discussing topics concerning mindfulness geared towards all generations. Now, Alec and Oliver are both younger. They're in their early 20s. And I think that they are coming to this with the unique perspective from the millennial point of view. What further impressed me about the both of them is that they're seeking to donate a percentage of all their future proceeds earned from their podcast towards different charitable forward to having them on our show and engaging in a candid conversation about their efforts of creating positive change through their direct action. Welcome to the show, Alec and Oliver. Hey, Jason. How's it going? It's great. It's great. I, uh, I know we just had a pre-call before our episode, and now we're on live. And one of the things I wanted to ask you guys, because our audience is probably hearing about you for the first time, I wanted to ask some background questions about you guys. I know that you currently live out in California. Is that correct? Absolutely, my man. Which one of you guys reside? In the area, I mean. We are in uh, Southern California, more specifically the Woodland Hills area, which is in the uh, San Fernando Valley, if you guys are familiar. I'm sure there's a lot of listeners that wish they were there right now, depending on where in the country they're located <laughs> or in the world. I, I always tell people joking around that in the wintertime, when people hear that I'm in Florida and it's 80 degrees and it's negative 10 degrees up north, uh, most of my friends always tease and say they want to come visit from New Jersey, New York area. We we complain when it's uh when it's sixty five degrees in this uh in this area. So I couldn't imagine that kind of weather. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's 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 great. I mean we do have our, our trade offs. You know, Florida gets hurricanes and you guys get earthquakes on occasion. It's probably not that happens for either of us. But uh Mother Nature's rather fickle. I wanted to, to sh- I shared briefly with our audience a little bit about what you're seeking to do. Um I introduced you guys as the younger generation. I don't mean to say that. That's with all due respect. I know you're both younger than 25. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. And I, I say that with a, with a badge of honor because when I was in my early 20s back then, I probably didn't 
think about the big picture of trying to create a podcast and transform society and, and trying to get back to charitable causes. So, and I also know that there are different and millennials as a group, you know, you guys are very well informed technologically. And I think the future of our country is going to hinge on what you guys do. And I'm, I think there's tons of promise coming from your generation. And I don't usually talk about things in terms of a generation, but because of the fact we, we touched on this a little before we went live. I think the fact that you guys are interested in promoting mindfulness and that you're also promoting your own podcast says a lot about yourselves. So I wanted to see if you could tell our audience a little bit about the background that led the both of you to deciding that this is something that you're going to make um, as one of your important things of right now and beyond and, and why a podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, well, first of all, I just wanted to thank you again for having us on the show, man. We're, we're really excited to talk to you and all the listeners. Um, but where, where me and Oliver kind of started from, and I can tell you a little bit more about me specifically, um, and Oliver can kind of go into his reasons, but I think I was, uh, I mean, being born in Southern California is quite the blessing. And I think growing up, I'm very fortunate in a lot of, a lot of aspects of my life. And, and I've kind of realized that from a young age. And, uh, and I always have been questioning, you know, why was I so fortunate to be in the position I'm in? And, you know, why are other people not as fortunate? And, and, and you know, why is there not as much equal opportunity um, that I see and I, that I've had the pleasure of having since I was such a young kid? And so one of the aims, and, and kind of like you said, with this podcast is not only do I think that mindfulness and mentality is really the future, not only of science, but also of um, a lot of business. Um, I think we're, we're kind of on the front end of that in terms of our, our younger audience. Uh, which is kind of why we strive for that whole mindfulness. And, and, and like you touched on, we really do gear towards uh, the younger crowd. Okay. And um, let me ask you this. What motivated the both of you to pursue this as a focus for yourselves, the mindfulness angle? Was there a significant yeah, so, life event or anything that contributed to that? Um, I would say that it, it's just really us meeting um, when we first met you know, we, we really got along and it was, uh, we resonated in a certain way that, you know, we, we agreed with a lot of, um, what each other had to say. And it was such a, came together in a way that we decided to create a podcast and to really try to make a change in regards to the mindfulness specifically. I would say that, you know, my whole life, I've, I've always been interested in, um, kind of, I guess you could say mindfulness. It's a very broad term but just interested in meditation and self-improvement uh, and all of these things that I really noticed there wasn't too much of a demand for, or at least not any supply of for the millennial generation. Um, you know, the people that I really look up to are all much older and they're not people that, you know, my friends would necessarily um, look to for, you know, listen to their lectures or videos or what have you. So I think that what, and Alec and I really agree that we, we look up to a lot of people that, generally speaking, you know, our generation doesn't uh, even really know about. So coming together and trying to pull certain teachings from different teachers all in an effort for positivity and self-improvement is really what we're about over here at the Mindful Guys. That's great. I know um, meditation and self-improvement, I remember when I was in college, the only thing I, the only area I saw those two topics was at the Barnes and Noble store in the self-improvement aisle <laughs> on a little shelf in the back of the bookstore. 
And that was, you know, about 20 years ago. When you think about where it was then to where it is now and the advent of the Internet and social media and YouTube, I feel like it's, it's, it's a flourishing um, of ideas. It's almost like a renaissance for the new age. I call it the new age movement, but I feel like we're under, we're undergoing a renaissance right now where society itself is starting to become more open-minded to this stuff and having the both of you working on this type of a topic for your younger audience, I think is pivotal. And I think it could definitely help engage a lot of people that probably wouldn't normally be engaged. And um, that, that's a huge plus for the both of you is trying to take on that challenge and, and meet that tr- challenge um, with reference to what the future holds for, you know, mindfulness and, and being able to exercise those ideas and learn from them and engage others and transform people and teach them. I think that that's pivotal. I think that your, your show will likely have a bit, very big impact on that type of a topic. Jeez, well, thanks, Have Jason. You, um, you know, I think you touched you, you you touched on something which we really believe greatly, which is that there's a, a large shift of the collective consciousness which is happening right now, and people are making an effort to understand their spirituality and their real spiritual role in the collective of the world. Um, and in reference to what, what you were saying before with the Barnes and Noble self improvement section, you'll find Alec and I there every Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I think that's that's great. That's great. I um I did get a chance. One of the the, the one show that I started listening to you guys from was uh, and just so the audience knows, I think I became acquainted with you through Instagram. I think we just got introduced through that, and then I went on one of your shows. And and just to share with the audience, when did you launch your podcast? We have been recording for about four, just over four weeks now. That's amazing. And how many episodes have you guys? completed so far 20 today, today was our 20th. I, just so you guys know i've been doing this since march 25th and i think i'm at 22 myself so that's a that's a that's a lot of episodes to create in such a short amount of time congratulations that's huge thank you man yeah I I have, think we've, um, we've really been fortunate enough and kind of found like a, a passion um you know actually unconsciously funny funny enough it's kind of we just these are these are conversations that mean all of our kind of have been having for a long time and then we kind of slapped a microphone in front of our faces and found out we kind of had a passion for it. So it kind of worked out in a funny way. And, and I want to, I know I heard this on one of your episodes, but for our, our audience that may not have heard your episodes yet, I want to get into this on our show. How did you, how long have you and Oliver known each other? Uh, we've known each other just about eight months now. So eight months ago is when you first became acquainted with each other. Is that right? Yeah. That was the first time we met. And um, I think you guys met on a trip overseas to Israel. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, we met in a uh, in a very fortunate situation. We were able to take a trip over to Israel under like a birthright uh, sort of situation. And it was funny. I don't mean to romanticize the situation, but when I was overseas and I had met Oliver, it was this weird um, spiritual, if you want to call it, connection. Uh, when I was on the trip, that that I didn't really feel with a ton. I mean, I had we had both met a ton of people. And Oliver was the only uh, person who I had a really instant, deep connection with. And it's funny that, uh, you know, our relationship has manifested into, like, the uh, position we're in now. Strongly believe people put each other in, you know, uh, the universe puts people in, in each other's lives to have certain things occur, the synchronicity of it. And, and this must be your, 
meeting up with each other to have that occur in this particular situation. I'm sure of that. Have you, when you guys met eight months ago, did you think you'd be where you are now so soon with this podcast? No way. Absolutely not. And to, to make it even a little bit uh, crazier for you, we really didn't start um, seeing each other regularly and being social. I mean, we saw each other a few times uh, post that trip, but um, we started looking like kind of looking to get involved in some sort of a created creative endeavor, I would say a month and a half ago. So two okay. weeks after that, we started the podcast and now here we are today. And when you started the podcast, did you have the ideas set up already or were you kind of going as you, as you did it for your show? That's a good question. I think that um, for some episodes, you know, like the meaning of life. I think that those were ones that we wanted to, we kind of had an idea of what we wanted to do moving forward. But in in terms of the, you know, the other 19 episodes, I think that it's been very free form and it's been very natural. You know, we don't try to um, construct a very solid, this, you know, rigid episode. Uh, when When we sit down to podcast, we really just kind of you know, have a good time and speak as we would normally when we're together, you know, with some coffee and just having a fantastic morning over here in Southern California. Okay. And which of you guys like tea? I saw that as your podcast as well, that you guys are bringing up <laughs> and you like tea. <laughs> yeah, that would be me. That's Oliver. Okay. And that was, uh, it was funny. I mean, we, we just ended up doing a full episode on tea. Uh, I don't entirely know how, how we did it. We just <laughs> sat down and started talking, and one thing led to another. But um, I absolutely love tea, and I think that it has certain health benefits, um, which, you know, everybody should be should be utilizing. He's being very modest. He's he's a massive tea guy. And, and if you haven't heard the episode, he kind of goes into detail. We just had a metabolic specialist on the show, and, and him and Oliver were, like, beaten to the same heart rhythm, man. It, it was pretty <laughs> funny to see those guys in the same room. <laughs> Um, so one of the things I was going to say, so when I came across your episode, I listened to the one, uh, mindfulness on death. And mm. from my vantage point, that was intriguing to me because that was the first one I listened to from you guys. And I started listening to what you were talking about and the discussion you had with each other. And I felt like there were themes that you were hitting on and touching on because what I've done in the last 14 years as a, uh, intuitive medium, I've had a lot of experiences reading for people whose loved ones have passed. And from my own unique perspective, and any medium can tell you that, they all have this similar thing where we pick up on people from the other side. And I thought the way you both handled the topic delicately was very, and it's also, I mean, I encourage my audience to come listen to your, your show, of course. But I like the way that you guys came across with that episode. Um, for our show, I want to ask you a little about it. What, um, just so our audience has a benefit of it, what, what would you say in terms of from what you took away from that episode would be your opinion about the mindfulness of death as a topic. Mm. Well, it's funny, actually, Oliver is reading a book. Uh, oh, he finished it already. Um, he's reading a book specifically on the topic, but I think the approach we have to it is, is, is really a place of death is, is nothing more than a part of life. And I think we sort of um, came together and, and society has formed this idea of death that it's this horrible experience. But in reality, um, there's no, uh, definitive answer. Uh, you know, everyone doesn't have the same thought on it. And I think it's, it, it's mostly looked at with a negative connotation. And so me and Oliver kind of approach the situation and how we feel is that it's, 
it's more so a, a part of life and, and, and almost a, there's a beauty of it, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, completely. You know, that's, I, I, I agree think, with what, I think, uh, with what I, sorry, go ahead. I'm glad you said that because I think that that was part of the episode that resonated with me because one of the things I tell my clients or people in my life that I interact with on a daily basis, when they ask me, what's your view on death based on being a medium? And I, I've read for probably a, over a thousand people plus in 14 years, I'd easily say that's a low number. But the most important thing I tell people is that lo- death is a part of life. It's a natural process. And that from my personal opinion, people misinterpret death because they fear it. And we always fear that which we don't understand. And I personally, yep. this is just my viewpoint, but I think it coincides with exactly what you guys were saying on your show uh, on that episode is that, it, you know, anyone who crosses over to their side, when I pick up on them during a reading, they all tell me the same exact theme. When you fall, when you, when you pass over, when you cross over, it's like falling asleep on the couch while watching TV. You don't even realize you're sleeping. I'm sorry. You don't even realize you're, you're crossed over until it happens. And then what they tell me is that when you cross over, you have a greeter, a family member or someone that was close to you that you recognize immediately when you're there. And that the, the next thought after that is, Oh, what about the people I left behind? And Mm. What most people I work with, I try to tell them is you're not disconnected from your loved ones. They're with you every day. Uh, yesterday, I celebrated the 14th anniversary of my grandfather's passing, who actually made me intuitive and, and launched me where I ultimately am on this specific task that I'm on with this podcast and just, you know, my, my intuitive psychic mediumship. Um, and that was, you know, it's intriguing because when it happens, you don't think about it. It's just it's part of our transition to the next stage. But I think in the next 20 or 30 years, society is going to come up with some type of technology. And I think we may have talked about this last week a little bit. That's going to be able to pick up on people who have transcended the energy of it. I simplify for people and tell them all the time that dying is, you know, we just have physical shells here on earth during our life. And that when we cross over, it's like crossing to the other side, our energy stays constant. So that's how I kind of simplify the whole complex idea of death. And, what, and there's just so many layers to it. You know, we could have 10 podcasts on this topic. But I wanted to bring that up in our interview today because I was very impressed on how you guys approached it from a very, like, what I would say is well-versed and, and, and deep approach. And that, that was impressive. And I, I definitely encourage my audience to, to listen to your podcast because those type of topics and being able to handle it the way that you guys are together and then trying to gear it towards your audience I think are, are, are very significant things. Um, I wanted to ask you too. tell us a little about what made you decide to do a, a podcast that has a philanthropic angle to it. Hmm. Well, first of all, thank you for the, for the kind words uh, on that episode, you know, it was definitely a sensitive topic and we wanted to try to address it in the most, you know, uh, appropriate and, and, and sensible way possible. Um, but in terms of the philanthropic aspects of our podcast, I think, um, it was really, I think Alex's idea, uh, maybe Alex, maybe you should, you should tell him about the book that you read, uh, about Tom's. Yeah. So, so basically, uh, like I touched on a little bit, uh, previously, you know, my whole life I've been trying to understand why, you know, I've been incredibly fortunate with the things that I've, you know, being born here and having the, the supportive family I have. And I mean, the list goes on and on of how, how much I've been fortunate for and I try to understand why people around the world um, and even neighbor in neighboring cities aren't, aren't on the same, you know, uh, opportunity or whatever you want to say. And so that's kind of been a huge life question of mine. It's been such a driving passion. 
Um, and then I came across this book written by Blake Muscoey, who's actually the CEO of Tom Shoes. And uh, most people know who Tom Shoes are. He, he came up with the idea to, uh, it's the, the one-for-one business model, which is basically, you know, someone buys a pair of shoes and then a kid gets a pair of shoes across the country uh, who needs them. And I thought there was so, there was so much beauty in this. And then I, I did more research into the subject and found out that not only is, is he a philanthropic business and considered a social enterprise, um, he actually, I mean, the company is worth a, a ton of money. I forget the actual figure, but millions and millions of dollars. And he still is the one-for-one business model. So that made me think there's, there's such a beautiful element to that, that not only is he stimulating the economy, but he's also helping those in need. And he, and he has, a, he has a, um, a donation aspect. So I thought, this is fantastic. So I immediately came to Oliver and said, there's no one else that I would want to venture into a project uh, based on giving back and, and, you know, doing our part to help change the world. And, uh, you know, this is kind of the outcome. So, so we, cho- we chose to do a, uh, a podcast, obviously, and we donate a percentage of our, our monthly revenue, which, uh, which right now is based off of our Patreon account. Uh, but we have future plans to kind of expand that revenue. But basically, we work with different charities every month, uh, but not just any charities. We like to pick charities that not only give, physical, tangible items, but we also like to partner with charities that, that, yeah, that give, that educate and give opportunities. So instead of just taking a pair of shoes, which is still beautiful, don't get me wrong. We like the idea of, you know, you teach, you teach a boy to fish and he eats for the rest of his life, kind of, sort of speak. Okay. Excellent. And uh, just so our audience may not be aware of what Patreon is, can you uh, share with us what that is exactly as a site and what, and how you're involved? Yeah, of course. So Patreon is a subscription-based platform that's pretty much crowdfunding. So the, uh, our viewers and subscribers donate to us directly. And then, as Alex said, a percentage of that each month goes towards our monthly charity, which is Community Chosen, uh, via Patreon and Instagram. So make sure you, that, you know, if, you, if you're interested to follow us on, uh, on Instagram, because that's where we put a lot of the polls. And, you know, you don't necessarily even have to donate, but you can still uh, help to choose which charity we're going to uh, support that month. Excellent. I actually, uh, it's ironic too, because before I came across your podcast, I think about a month or two ago, I was looking at Patreon, but I wasn't really, I like the idea, like what they're describing. I just didn't have the chance to actually delve in deeper to it. So I think it's great that you guys are on there. And in terms of how it works, so you can get people to pay or support your endeavors kind of like the way in during the Renaissance, wealthy people would pay people like Da Vinci or uh, whoever artist wise would, 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 you know, create artistic projects. They'd have their own patrons. And uh, I think that's a similar type of idea. Is that correct? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, definitely. You know, you don't have to be as, as wealthy as the Medici family, <laughs> but um, yeah. you know, two, three bucks, two, three bucks a month definitely uh, works wonders when it starts to um, compile and we have a, a good amount of Patreons. It, it definitely makes a difference. That's great. I'm actually looking at your podcast offerings right now. And uh, I wanted to ask you guys about the power of meditation. I meditate as frequently as I can with my schedule. It varies. Um, even if it's a five minute meditation, I try to do that. I wanted to ask you, when did you first get into meditating? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, I think that for, for, for me, speaking for myself, I started getting into meditation in high school 
just very sporadically and, and not in any orderly manner. Uh, and I was kind of, I would say my senior year, I started to experiment with it more and um, understand the what, what I really enjoyed and kind of took from meditation right off the bat was it wasn't easy for me to to come around to sitting down for however long, say 15 minutes every day and quieting my mind. That was very difficult. But what it taught me as I continued to progress with those trials was just the, the self-discipline of doing it and just showing up. And it's like 80% of it is, is just showing up. And if your mind is running one day, then that's okay. And I think that it's so important because in terms of like mental health, you know, there's a bit of a mental health epidemic in, in America and meditation is something which can help that greatly. In, in my opinion, from all of the research that I've done, uh, it's so beneficial to every aspect of your mental health as well as your, you know, emotional and, and spiritual health. And so you don't even have to do like religious meditation. You could do, you know, completely secular meditation that is just about mindfulness and clearing your head. And I think that it's so important and I, I would love nothing more than to emphasize the importance of it. And hopefully some of your viewers are interested in checking out that episode because we have some, some pretty good uh, tips and things of that nature. I, I hope that answered your question. Definitely. Absolutely. Well, I wanted to, I also looked at one of your, one of your episodes del- deals with temp- sensory deprivation. And I actually had my own experience with that oh, yeah. about a year ago. And um, there's a place here in Tampa that I went to by myself. None of my friends would join me there. And I really was just that? curious about it. It was incredible, to be honest with you. Um, I went to it. I, you know, when you get in the tank, mine had the salt tank where you float and they give you the goggles and the earplugs and you go inside the, the tank and you're there for an hour. And the one thing I remember about it was just my own personal understanding from everything was after doing that for an hour and being in, the, in, in total oneness with the universe, I felt, I felt like there was this invisible thing together, uh, like a quilt. And it's patchwork in my mind. That's what I got from it. And that we're all interconnected. Every single one of us, inanimate objects, animals, cellular items and individuals and trees. We're just one large connected thing. And from my vantage point, that taught me to appreciate everything that's in our lives. You know, everything that surrounds us every day. Like I'm looking outside a window right now and I see the sun's out. And in Florida, we get a lot of sun showers. So, you know, we have rainbows and stuff. And I'm watching it rain gently while it's sunny at, you know, it's like six o'clock, seven o'clock our time. And it's like, you just appreciate everything, you know? And um, that's something that I got from it personally. I was going to ask you, what did, what was your experience with it yourself? Well, first of all, that sounds like an amazing experience that you had. Um, I'm pretty jealous of that, to be honest with you. <laughs> it reminds me of like the, the Gaia uh, hypothesis of the earth where it's like, you know, everything is, is kind of one organism where we are all one organism. And I think that that's such a beautiful idea. Just all. I've had a, a few interesting experiences in the tank. I don't know what, how you said yours was an hour. The one that we go to over here is uh, two hours long and it's oh, wow. definitely pretty intense pro meditation where you know, it's like you're forced to meditate in a sense. You know, if you're sitting on your couch and, and doing some mindfulness meditation, you can open your eyes and, you know, go get a drink or what have you. But when you're in the sensory deprivation tank, there's no there's no anything. There's no light. There's no sound. You know, there's no senses. There's, there's nothing. And so it's 
if you're able, like what I realized or what at least I feel is that once you're able to mentally get past, um, surpass the level of discomfort that you initially feel entering the tank, especially if it's your first time, you know, you're completely deprived of every physical sense. And so that's really kind of frightening for some people. Um, But once you're able to get past that, which, which I think at least for me, the first time was about 30 minutes and, and I got past that and you can start to just focus on your breathing and you feel kind of the, cause you're, you're floating in this uh, sodium water or magnesium water rather. Yep. Uh, and as yep. you breathe, you kind of pull a little bit and then down and you sink and rise. And for me, it kind of became like the oneness. I was just going up and down and um, I've had a few interesting experiences, but none, I don't think as intense as Alex uh, and, and Alex, you want to, <laughs> it's, it's actually it's so funny uh the more i hang out with oliver the more he he reads my mind um i was actually yeah i wanted to, to tell my experience my experience was pretty interesting i had this was my first out-of-body experience uh which was which was pretty fascinating i'd never experienced anything quite like it i've had some instances of like trans uh transcendental meditation um a few, a few years ago but but nothing quite out of body basically when i was laying in this tank uh, my arms were at my side and I was in this very, very deep meditative state, and it was arguably the most alone I've probably ever felt with myself, which was kind of an interesting feeling. It, it sounds kind of scary, but it's actually very peaceful. Um, but I came out of my body, my physical, and I looked. I was able to look down and see two separate um, figures of myself. The one to my left that I was looking at was my exterior, so everything that the world can see of me, so my hair, my skin, my eyes, my with toes. I mean, everything on the exterior that the world sees. And then figure laying to the left was everything internal, which was like my skeleton, my organs, my, uh, my heartbeat, my brain, everything like that. So, and what, what I kind of took out of that was that you're not necessarily what the world sees you as, uh, which was kind of an interesting uh, thing that my conscious kind of threw at me. Um, and, and it was a huge benefit. I mean, and, and this probably only lasted 15 minutes, uh, but it was, hundred percent worth the two hour meditation that, that, that came out of. Wow. That's amazing. I, I can't imagine what two hours would be. I'll have to try that sometime. I really will. And for <laughs> our audience, anyone, if, if someone's never done this before, just to describe it, you go into this pod, at least that's how they had it here in Florida. You go into this pod and the lid comes up and you take all your clothes off and you put these goggles on and you lay in this buoyant water where you don't really touch the, the container at all that you're in. And it, and they say it simulates, when you're in the womb and I feel like just that physical process of shedding your clothes, going into this tank, turning off everything, every connection you have with any of your senses and allowing yourself to let go is probably what a lot of people fear the starting point of that. And I think if they can get over that part of it, they would be liberated to understand these experiences like we're describing right now. Um, I'm a big advocate of sensory deprivation because I think it can be a great tool to help you get in tune with your metaphysical side to give you the ability to look at things from that gained perspective that you're that you're describing from your individual experiences and i think most people who go through that will see for themselves some unique approach for themselves you know like everybody's point of view you'll have individuals having you know none none will be the same but there'll be something that's transcending about it that i think gives you the opportunity to really open your mind to things from a different point of view. And that's what I like about it the most. 
um, yeah, absolutely. Firsthand. I, I couldn't agree more with you. And I think, and I think speaking uh, from my, my personal uh, experience was how many times um, do you get the chance to, to fully, truly be alone on that level? I mean, I can't think of one prior in my 21 years of life that I've felt that alone. Um, I mean, you have no phone. There's no sound. I had your, your, uh, your plugs in and there's, there's no, it's so dark to the point where about 45 minutes in, I couldn't tell if my eyes were open or closed for a moment. So, I mean, it's, it's, I, you, you truly never feel that alone and the, all your senses are so desensitized that it's this incredible, almost euphoric alone feeling that you have with yourself. That's really indescribable that I haven't my time in the tank. That's huge. Uh, and that's, I, I think, you know, any, anyone who wants to really, anyone listening to this right now or in the future, if they really want to do something that's interesting, Google uh, sensory deprivation tank in your area. Hopefully they have it and definitely check that out because that's something I, I, I need to go back and do as well. Um, I think it's just, it's just very positive firsthand. Have you, um, have you guys thought, in terms of the big picture, where you're headed next with this process? Yeah, we have. Um, as of right now, uh, you know, we're just taking things one step at a time. And, you know, as, as you mentioned uh, earlier, or we spoke on, it's only really a month old, this whole project. Uh, but having said that, we have the full intention to continue um, steady, steadily going forward with our podcast, ideally three a week. Uh, and we're also going to start getting on to YouTube and start doing some more YouTube videos. So that's going to be pretty big coming up in the future. Um, and ideally, you know, as, as things progress and, and it's really kind of starting to unravel, and I don't like to get too ahead of myself here, but um, I think that Alec and I would love to get in, get the opportunity to speak to some students possibly. Uh, and if not students, then, you know, just, just speak in general to whoever would like to listen and to just speak on positivity and mindfulness and to try to spread this message of overall, you know, positive change that we're looking to provide and, and, and put out into the world. That's great. I wanted to ask you, the, I, I think you have, the, you do really have the message that if you tap, once you tap into your audience, that's where I feel like it's going to really be huge for you guys. That's just my intuitive feeling right there. Um, how are your families and friends, people closest to you, when you first told them that this is something that you wanted to, to start and to do? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that at first, uh, you know, it's a little, it's a little strange when, when you come out and you're saying, oh, I'm going to start a podcast and it's going to be about mindfulness, you know, and, and the general response, uh, I would say overall it was pretty positive, but that's not to say that there weren't some you know, not naysayers, but some people that are not entirely uh, in your favor. But overall, okay. the response from my friends and family have been pretty positive. So that's been a, a, another blessing. What about you, Alex? Yeah, I just think it's this idea of so many people get, get paralyzed before they even start an endeavor, whether that be business or school or, or whatever it may be. And, and this goes so directly towards our, us starting the podcast. And, and it's almost this idea of, if you kind of let the history stay with you in your past, you'll, you'll never progress as a person. And it's almost, um, it's almost sad because so many people get stuck in that, in that circle where they fear what other people think about them. 
you know, we change so much that I'm not the same person I was five years ago. And if I, and if I am that same person, then I've done something wrong with the last five years of my life. Mm. Um, so it's, so that, that's kind of what I think about. So you shouldn't always get caught up with the, with the past. And obviously you should, you should take, um, criticism from those you love and respect, um, with the grain of sugar and salt and, and, and kind of keep moving forward, you know, don't get caught up with, uh, what everyone else is saying. Sure. Absolutely. I was just thinking this as we're talking, and I wanted to ask you, just for your perspective, what do you think is one of the most misunderstood things about your generation that you feel your podcast can correct? Right off the top of my head, the first thing that comes to my mind, um, it, and I'm speaking from an American point of view. I think that's really important to, to point out um, because there's sure. a ton of cultures that, I, that this could 100% not connect with. But in my personal opinion, especially in the area that we grew up in, me, myself and Oliver, is there's this disconnect on um, what life is about. And in, in my opinion, since there's such a finite amount of time on this precious earth, I think it should be spent doing, um, I guess, what, like, what, what fulfills you and, and what makes you a better, more evolved human. Um, and I don't think it should all be derived from a place of financials and a place of, uh, of money and wealth. Um, don't get me wrong, those are still things I, I very much strive for. Um, but those aren't the end-all be-all. And I think that's what we see so much in this younger generation. But again, I don't like to generalize. So I know there's a lot sure. of people in our generation who, who don't, you know, who are very mindful and are very conscious and, and, and understand life and what they want and how they can change the world and give back. And I, I think it's just this, there's a large disconnect. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and in addition to that, I would like to add also um, that I feel like there's, you know, as a result of kind of what Alec was describing as the, you know, just, of course, it's generalizing, but the, you could say the mentality in the area where we are right now. In addition to that, I think that there's a, a lack of meaning in people's lives, which can be found through, in my opinion, conscious awareness and reconnecting with who they are on a spiritual level. And so from my perspective and, and just from my overall, what I've seen, uh, when people start to you know, for example, meditate and contemplate their life and really ask what will provide true meaning, not just temporary pleasure or, um, you know, instant gratification, but, but long-term meaning. Uh, that, to me, is a huge thing. And I think that if we're able to help people find what their meaning is through our podcast and through our words, then we've far, far surpassed what we've, you know, set out to do originally. Absolutely. Did you, did either of you go through any formal training before you started your podcast or did you just kind of uh, intrinsically set it up and, and go from there? Well, I definitely know, I, I would speak for both of us that we don't have any training in terms of starting a podcast, but um, I, I've created a, a business. This is kind of like the second, although this is not a legit business at this current moment, uh, this is the second business that I've started. So, and Alec is, is very entrepreneurial minded as well. So, I would say that it's a good a good storm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Let me let me hit this topic because I know it's important to you and I want to make sure we discuss it. Conscious awareness. Share with our audience mm. exactly what your personal take is on the term conscious awareness and how it relates to mindfulness. Okay. So what I would say right off the bat is that I think conscious awareness is the awareness of who you are and your place in the world and specifically what your intention is while living the life that you're living. Um, and I think that there's a certain 
say switch in a sense that gets turned on after an event or after a certain realization, kind of like a spiritual realization, if you will, uh, that kind of turns on the switch for conscious awareness. And once that switch has been turned on, I think that you, you have the understanding and you, you really understand that your actions do speak louder than words. And if you have the opportunity to help the world and push it towards a positive end, which is in large part what we're trying to do here, then that is really the best, the best deed that you can do for yourself and for humanity. And I think also one big thing for Alec and I is that um, we, we really have our eyes set and our hearts really set on the idea that we want to leave the world um, a little bit different in a positive way than when we first came into the world. And after, you know, reading, like, for example, I just said, I, I read this book on death uh, by Seneca, who's uh, one of the ancient stoic philosophers and he speaks a lot on this concept of how your whole life is um leading up to your death and so you should go out with pride and you should go out with dignity and to me that's something that resonates with me a lot especially because the fact that we don't well, nothing is guaranteed here you know we're not guaranteed tomorrow and how would you feel if this was it you know and, and that's a question that is very um heavy on my mind and so I think every single day I try to strive to be content if it was my last day so I, I know I kind of went off track I, a little bit but yeah so I like that because I agree with that I think that if we were to look at our lives as every individual day that we rise out of bed is our newest opportunity to do the greatest and best for ourselves instead of taking it for granted and thinking, oh, I can't wait till Friday and it's Monday, or oh, I, I can't believe my vacation just ended and I got to go back to work and deal with X, Y, or Z. I think that that, you know, borrowing a little from the secret or other concepts, I think how you look at the world through your own set of eyes, and if you do definitely approach it from that type of approach as you're describing, I think you can accomplish a lot more with the short amount of time that we're really on this earth. And I think that's the difference between influencing on a larger scale society versus being a spectator and sitting back and just going through the motions. I think that's also what separates doers and shakers from, you know, I'll call it spectators again, but uh, I, I think that that's definitely something that a lot of us should definitely appreciate more than we do. Cause I don't think we do all appreciate that when you think about it. And I don't know if that's just part of the human experience, unless you're dealing with some type of a, you know, a situation where, you know that you're going through a health issue or whatever it is. But I think if we were to truly appreciate our position and knowing, even from a, you know, even from your point of view, you guys are younger than me, but even just knowing it doesn't matter your age because you could cross the street and get taken out and not even realize it. Um, that makes, mm -hmm. that makes a significant impact on what we do and how we carry ourselves. And I, I think that that, that probably can go to the heart of that. I like, your term consciousness awareness, you know, conscious awareness, I mean, um, that we, we are all here for a finite matter of time. It's not infinite. And um, the difference between, in my opinion, life and death is that life, we're here for a certain amount of time. We know, you know, we don't know exactly how many seconds, minutes, hours, days, only our maker knows that. But then in the afterlife, if that's what you want to call it, there's no limit. You know, it's my opinion. I, I, I've been told from people I pick up on that time doesn't exist on the other side. And time is actually what's here that keeps us all going at the pace that we go every single day that we take a breath. And um, 
Yeah, I mean, that's larger than anything we can attempt to discuss right now. But if you look at it from that point of view, it just makes you realize how much we can truly appreciate where we are and take what we know and, and do everything we can to pay it back and, and, and like you said, give back. And, and make, even if you leave the world in a little positive, better place than where you got it on your own level, that's what's important in my, opinion, in my point of view, at least. I was going to say, one of the things I love about doing these interviews is time goes fast. We still have about 14 and a half minutes left. It goes that quick, guys. Um, well, I want to ask you a little about fitness, your perspective on fitness and how you've incorporated it into your brand and where you see that as a particular important part of your life. Yeah, that's honestly, my man, that, that is a question that has no, no end. Um, let me tell you that. Uh, for, for me personally, it's, it's really a beautiful process because it's physical progression that you could really see and experience on, on, a, on a physical aspect um, with a lot of um, mental progression, if you want to call it that, or conscious progression or conscious awareness, you could call it. Um, it, you don't, it. There's no physical aspect to it other than your thoughts. And that's what's so beautiful about fitness is, is there's a physical element to it. So you can visually see and feel the progression that you get from, from uh, fitness endeavors, which I love. And going on that same thought, to me, I've developed sort of a meditative uh, element to the fitness. So when I'm inside the gym or when I'm running or activity I'm doing, it, it's become sort of a meditative state for me where I get this endorphin release and it just feels good, man. And, and when I don't work out now, it's almost this habit that my day feels a little hollow without it. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, that's been my challenge <laughs> with my schedule being busy is trying to find the time. Even when I, when I travel, finding that time to get a little, phys- my friends would laugh as they listen to this podcast because they know that I need to be more <laughs> fitness oriented. I'll say it that way. But, um, I definitely, yeah, I think it's, it's I addicting, think man. It, it's really much addicting. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it's a stress reliever. And I feel like the more muscle you can build in your body on your body, the, the more physically fit you are, the healthier, you know, our body is a temple. And one of the things we need to do is recognize that every single day that we take a step. And I also think it can prevent aging and the impact of aging on, on the physical body, the more fit you are. And plus you feel better, you look better. It, it just, it, it is really the gift that keeps giving. So that's definitely Absolutely. something. All areas of the life. For sure. Yeah, and, and one thing to add to that, uh, one thing to add to that is that Prior to Alec and I doing these podcasts, um, you know, we, we did the one, the one podcast, one of the first ones that we were really excited to do was on the power of routine. And we're bit, both big on morning and nighttime routines. And um, prior, as I said, prior to this podcast, I was uh, going to the gym super, super early in the morning, like 4, 4.30 in the morning. And then Alec and I started to get together and we were starting to do this podcast. And uh, we actually started to, I replaced my gym time with the podcasting time because Alec was also a, a morning person and still is. And so I would say that another huge aspect of fitness is self-discipline because that's something that I've really, really taken away from it. Um, just the discipline and, and to get myself into the gym at that time and then to transcend the gym and to create a creative, you know, to go about a creative endeavor like our podcast um, to channel that energy from one place to another is a discipline in and of itself. And I think that fitness for me at least was the root of a lot of the lessons that I've learned, discipline being one of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. 
I want to ask you next about your viewpoints on social media and how you feel social media helps you or hurts you. I guess I can ask the flip side of that. How do you, how do you find social media works for you with promoting your podcast to your potential audience? That's actually such a funny question, man, because me and Oliver actually very healthy, healthily, I would add, uh, have a bit of um, a disconnect on the idea of social media, me being a bit more uh, old school, I guess you could call it, and pessimistic towards social media. Uh, not to say that there aren't benefits, because there most definitely are. I mean, we wouldn't be speaking to you if it wasn't for social media, even on this podcast, right? Because that's <laughs> how you found us. So there are beautiful aspects to it. I mean, the spread of news. Um, quickly all over the world can happen at the snap of a finger, which is fantastic. I mean, we literally have uh, access to the entire um, known information in the pocket of our jeans, walking around with us, right, with these iPhones in our pockets. So there's definitely a ton of beautiful aspects. I am a bit pessimistic about the idea of social media, and I guess technology as a whole has been this disconnect with human connection. Um, and I think that's, mm-hmm. that's what my main thesis was in our episode we did on uh, social media. Um, and I know Oliver's a bit, a bit more market savvy um, and a bit more tech savvy than I am. And so he has a bit more positive uh, <laughs> perspective on social media. I would say the only place that I differ, I mean, I completely agree with what Alex says that in a, on an, a day-to-day level, um, there's some aspects of your life that are kind of absorbed by social media, which would otherwise not be if, it, if there were no, so if there was no, you know, iPhone in our pocket, but having said that, I think the price that you pay for that is a pretty small price compared to what social media has to offer as a whole. And the fact that, for example, we're over here in Southern California and we're speaking to you in Florida is a result of social media. And just as equally, I could you know, contact somebody in Asia or in Europe within several seconds. And that is, it's never been possible before. And I think that that is no small you know, it's no small feat, and, and it should really be emphasized of how crazy it is that we live in this world today where we're able to do things like this. And, and for that reason, I absolutely love social media, and I think that it is the future. I think that, you know, we're just progressing to a place where, I mean, I, I, I don't even know what it's going to be like in 20 years from now. You know, you think about the rate at which technology is progressing, it's going to be scary <laughs> in a good way. You're right about that. You're right about that. I think, um, when it comes to social media, it's, it's really a, a double-edged sword. If you approach it as, hey, I'd like to create a, a, a brand for my show and make posts that support my, my goals, and then you see being connected like with you guys. We got connected to Instagram, right? And, but in reality, we would have never become, become acquainted. Plus, not only that, your podcast and my podcast, I feel like, one of the best ways to promote it is through social media. It doesn't cost you anything for that. Where 10 years ago, you know, Facebook was just starting at that point and we didn't have these opportunities that we have right now. We're kind of in a laboratory. Things are still undefined on how all this was going to play out in the future. And I definitely think it's interesting um, how it changes, how we interact with one another. When you go in a restaurant and I'm sure you guys have seen this over where you're at, you go in a restaurant and you just, you look around and there's a lot of people looking down at their phones, eating across from each other, not engaging each other. And I, I try to find, I fall prey to that. And I try to put my phone upside down and, and, and ignore it while I'm eating with family or friends because the here and now kind of like what you say with the conscious awareness, you're here in front of people you care about yet. You're going to go on your phone. That's not right. You need to disconnect, you know, 
that's that's the downside of it. There's a guy um, who I'm a huge fan of. He's an author uh, by the name of Simon Sinek. He uh, wrote Start With Why, and he, he has a really, really viral video that surfaced on YouTube talking on millennials specifically on technology and this disconnect from world and exactly what you were just talking about with this disconnect that you see at, in restaurants and at the family dinner table where people are on their phones, texting people who aren't present, uh, which is honestly one of my biggest pet peeves. But there's also something to be said, um, and, and you could make the argument that it's not necessarily the social media or the technology. It might more so just be the individual. And um, so you can make, you know, you can make the argument that the technology is not the downfall. It's the, it's the individual willpower. You could, you can make the argument. And, and, and that's kind of an argument against me, which is, which is even funny to make the argument, but I, I think more likely than not, it's just a generation being raised with the idea that it's okay to not have these deep, meaningful connections and just, just have your phone be your best friend. Um, and I think that's more from a human standpoint, not necessarily from the technology being the curse. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and also, I think that it, as you were saying, uh, Jason, it, it takes you out of the here and now and it completely uh, cuts the cord, so to speak, between you and the synchronicity of, of the world. And I think that's something that we don't recognize consciously because it's an everyday act to pull out your phone and have that blue light from your iPhone, you know, radiate <laughs> into your eyes and mess with your circadian rhythm exactly. and all that. But um, you know, it, 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 there's, there's, listen, it, like with all things, it's duality, you know, it's, you can't have the good without the bad. Right. You're right. And I, I, I will tell you, I fall prey to that, you know, having my iPhone with me late at night, I try to put it away and I'm always like, Oh, let me go on here. Let me go on there. Or, uh, I was going to say a couple months ago, last November, I went up to a cabin for Thanksgiving with some family up there. And I was in an area in North Carolina by Tennessee where there was no cell phone connection, no cable connection, no internet connection, completely cut off. And um, there you go. it was an adjustment, but I have to say it was rather refreshing doing that for five days. When I came back to Tampa, though, I was definitely looking forward to getting back on to see what I might have <laughs> missed. So it's, it's kind of that duality like you're talking about, uh, for sure. Um, we have about five minutes, under five minutes left, guys. So I want to ask you, Coming from the perspective of where you are right now, and you're here, this you're, you're in this endeavor for about a month now. What would you want to tell our audience about the both of you that you haven't shared yet, and that you haven't shared during your podcast? What's something from what I'll ask each of you individually? What would be one thing in one or two sentences that you would share with my audience or our audience that they they don't know about you that you'd want them to know, and why? So something that. And this is this is my uh, this is my take on, it, and then I'll let I'll give the floor to Oliver. Um, something I haven't mentioned on the podcast, but I know I've mentioned a lot to Oliver, and I know he's in agreement uh, with me. Um, is this idea of we are very much looking forward to being this this platform um, that hosts not only ideas that fall in line with ours, but also ideas that coincide. And I think there's so much benefit and so much positivity that comes out of the ability to sit across from someone who differs in opinions than what you firmly believe in and have a civil, peaceful conversation where the conversation is not based out of being right or wrong. The conversation is based out of spreading ideas and, and, and perspective, seeing the perspective of the other person and why they think that. And, and, you know, we always stress that there's so much to learn from everyone. You know, even these people you, you, you look at and you say, wow, there's, I have nothing in common with these people. I don't agree with any of their life choices, blah, 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 blah. They, there's so much that they could teach you. So I, I, I'm really looking forward to creating this platform where we host 
a plethora of different individuals from all different backgrounds, racially, ethically, religiously. I mean, you name it, we want to have a bunch of different people on and, and share their perspective, their opinions, and their experiences. That's yeah, phenomenal. No, that's, that's great. That's, uh, yeah. That, <laughs> I can't, it's kind of hard to uh, compete with that one, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think I, I completely agree with what Alex said and to have a completely unbiased platform where it's not, you know, our opinion or our personal take on things doesn't overwhelm the, the episode is a huge thing. And in addition to that, as we have touched on earlier in this episode, you know, just to promote and, and support the, the flourishing really of the, of the collective consciousness to a higher level and raising the vibration of the world one step at a time. And I think one other thing uh, that w- we weren't able to get into too much, but I think that uh, it will be in a, a, an episode in the future is just like the idea of the law of attraction and the idea of how wishful thinking is not exactly the way to go about it, but really understanding your brain and understanding the level that your subconscious plays in your decisions on a day-to-day level and actively through your positive conscious intention, reprogramming your subconscious beliefs to a way that will allow you to live a happier life is, is something that I'm very much about. And I think that uh, we're going to get more into on this, on this podcast. Well said. Really well said. Both very well said statements. I- I'll say this. Um, what do you guys do when you're not doing the podcast or trying to change the world on your level? What, what do you guys do in your downtime? <laughs> That's funny. I mean, uh, me and Oliver both do have lives. Um, uh, I think I'm, I'm a huge, I mean, we're both big health and fitness guys. I'm, um, I compete in uh, mixed martial arts, which is, which is a fun pastime of mine. And, and we're both big readers. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm also, I'm also in school, you know, I'm a student. So, uh, that takes up a lot of my time and just between that and, uh, and this project and, and everything really going on and involved with being 20 years old is, uh, kind of where my life is at right now. <laughs> That's great. That's great. I, I wish you guys both the best of luck. I, I really appreciate it. I've, I've enjoyed having you both on our show. And I hope that my audi- our audience checks you out. Before we, we end the episode, I want to make sure as a follow-up, where would my audience go to to pick up your podcast? I know they can go on the podcast app through Apple or go on iTunes. What would be the easiest way for them to go to your, your show and, and to pick that up? We are very much active on Instagram. So if you guys are any uh, Instagram fans out there, you can find us at The Mindful Guys. Um, one word, no underscores, nothing, just The Mindful Guys. We also have a Facebook page, uh, which we're pretty active on. And then, of course, our, our platform page, um, including YouTube, uh, Patreon, Apple iTunes. We're working on being on Spotify currently. We're also on SoundCloud, SoundCloud, Stitcher. I mean, you name it, Google Play. Great. Yeah. And what's your Facebook page? Is it the Mindful Guys as well? Yep. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. I'll promote you guys through my through my Facebook. And um I deeply appreciate you coming on this uh this evening and I guess afternoon of your time. And um I just want our audience I urge our audience to check your podcast out. I think you're coming up with a lot of great material. And anyone who's younger in our audience as well, I encourage you to check out this podcast for the Mindful Guys. Alec and Oliver and, and, and the stuff that they're doing is just instrumental. And and I I believe very strongly giving uh, opportunities for all these ideas and and theories and just concepts that I think are very important and critical for our dialogue. 
So I, I want to thank you guys. Thank you so much. Once again. Yeah. And uh, well, I've enjoyed you. it. Thank and you for keep, having us. Keep me posted as you guys go forward. Cause I'd love to have a follow-up episode down the road. Once you guys are a little more developed with this, but um, I think, you know, this is definitely something that I, I really have enjoyed being able to do today. So thank you for coming on and for being Thank you so much. It's okay, been guys. a real pleasure nice. being on here. Great talking to you. Thank you. <laughs> Same here, guys. Thank you so much. Share with our audience. Uh, thanking you again for supporting the show and for tuning in today. Anytime you doubt something, anytime you're looking at something from a point of view and thinking you can't do something, I feel like guys like Alec and Oliver and others can show you that it only takes a dream and a follow through and you can really make some difference in your life and the life of others. And I, I wish them both the best of luck in their endeavors with this project. I won't even call it a project. I think it's their future path on some levels. And I look forward to, to hearing about future successes with these guys because it's such a great thing what they're trying to do. And I know that they're going to be successful, very confident in that. So thank you for tuning into our episode this evening. We will be back again on Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the Wanna Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid. Electric acid.